are listening to the official podcast of Resurgence Initiatives, inspiring people to arise together. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com. Thank you. Amen. Well, hello. I am, I'm very excited to be, I, I said to the Lord this morning, I don't, I always feel like, I'm like, what am I going to preach? I've prepared, but really, when you get up here, you're yielded to the Father. And I said to Father, I said, you know what, Father, I'm going to preach my heart out. And then I said, you know what, I want to preach your heart out more than mine. So I just want to share with you, um, some of you know me, but I want to just introduce myself. I am a mama, I am a wife, and I'm a friend and a sister in Christ to many of you in this room, and I love Jesus. But where my story started was I was 21 years old, and God encountered me in my room, and it was an encounter that radically changed my life. And this encounter, lots of people have asked, you know, what happened? The Lord spoke to me. I was a 21-year-old living downtown, and he completely, I dropped to the floor, and God spoke to me and said, I have a plan for you, to which I shockingly said, you do? And he's like, yes, yes, Tara, I've always had a plan for you. And that night, there was no one leading me through some sinner's prayer. There was no one telling me that I was a sinner. Yet just being in his presence, I had conviction for the lifestyle I was living. And it wasn't through any bit of guilt or shame. Instead, it was this, this realization that I was of value to someone. And I had purpose to someone. And I was all in. And that night, and I've, I literally, I said to the Lord, I'm all in. I'm turning away from my former things. I'm turning away from my, from my past, from my life. And there was no shame in one night. I felt completely clean, completely pure, completely free as a child of God. And I ran so fast and so fiery, and, and that's who you meet today. But I want to be real with you. There was hard days. There was days that were very lonely. I left all of my friends. I had a family that was, they didn't understand me, a family that they couldn't track with me. And they even said years later, literally, Tara, you sounded but also looked differently. And that's glory to God. Today I'm like, amen. I want to keep looking like him. May I be transformed into his image daily. So that's my story as my testimony that I, I, I often, when you hear me preach or when you hear me share and, and talk, is I'm often, I come from a place of encounter. So I believe, and I speak over you for this weekend, as you guys are here this weekend, would you know that he can encounter you and do something so beautiful in an instant? So would you, would you trust me and just posture your heart for that? Can I hear an amen? Okay, good. Um, so like I said, oh, and good, I was just going to say, I'm a mama and a wife, and I love marriage. I love being a mom. I actually, as much as you hear me often, I love talking about resurgence. I love talking about revival. I want to see the kingdom of heaven hit every sphere of influence in our world, not just Canada, but to the nations. But you know what? Aaron and I, we are passionate about revival starting in healthy marriages and revival starting in the home. And so my kids, that is my priority. I, I am hoping and I'm praying to raise up an army and not by mommy being perfect. I laughed, Trav, when you were saying about the prophetic and educating about, you know, hearing God's voice. Um, your story ended well for you. 
where it went well. I had a story where I'm, I'm teaching my children. I'm teaching them to hear the Lord's voice. And uh, often that comes just, the first thing you need to teach them is obedience. And what happened one day is I'm driving home from the grocery store. I've got the kids in the minivan. I've got the baby. He's falling asleep. And so I'm, I'm rushing. I'm singing. Like, please don't fall asleep in the van because I want to have some quiet time. Not so quiet time because I've got two others. And I'm rushing home. And God kind of, I, I see my eyes go to these two elderly ladies. And they're walking. It's winter. It's icy. She's got a walker. And I realize, I'm like, okay, God, you, my attention's going to these ladies. And I see the one lady hunched over the, the walker and the other lady hunched over her. And so right away, I'm like, Father, like, am I to go? And I felt an urgency. So I just went with it. And I, right away, I'm like, there's an urgency. Maybe it's a heart attack, a stroke. Like, I'm in. And so I, like, like a passionate mama, I say to my kids, I'm pulling over. Mommy's going to go pray. I put on the hazards like I'm like EPS. And I get out, I run over to this lady, and I, I kind of got too much fire, and I run, and I actually ran so fast and furious, I almost took her over. And she looks up at me, and both of them start talking in a different language, and I'm like, hello, are you okay? Can I help you? And they're like, they're, they're backing up for me, and I'm like, what? whoa, no, do you need my help? And then they think I'm about to actually, I think, rob them, or like, like do something harmful. And they're trying to turn from me, and I'm not catching up. And I'm like, no, no, Jesus loves you. Are you hurt? And they're like, what? And then eventually I just kind of signal, like, Jesus loves you. I love you. And then I was like, bye. And then I went in the van. And I got in the van, and I was like, oh, shame. And, I, and I'm like, great. And Eli, my eldest, he observes everything, and he's like, Mom, what just happened? Like, he's watching this whole thing go down. <laughs> and I was like, well, and all of a sudden, Holy Spirit just kind of, I, he just dropped in me. Shame flapped right away. And I said, well, honey, I think, um, I think Jesus was just testing my obedience. And you know what? I see him smiling right now because I, 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 did, I stepped out. And I think it's more important that that, that person, maybe she doesn't know English, clearly, but maybe she felt the presence of God. And the more important thing for me was that I did it. And, and the more important thing for me is because I believe in revival in the home, is that my kids are going to see a parent that sometimes fails. But they, I want them to know a mom who is obedient, a mom who would be crazy and foolish, because in this world, we're going to look foolish. Amen? Um, okay, let's get into the word. Um, so... This morning, I'm going to share with you guys, I'm hoping to dig into this reality of light and darkness. My hope and prayer over you this weekend and myself is that we are going to get a download of revelation of what his light is in this world. We need it. I want us to get to know and understand the one who not only spoke light in the beginning, and speaks light into the darkness, but the one who is of light. You guys, I'm realizing we're going we're gonna to experience darkness. We're going to see darkness. We're going to be tempted with darkness. God says, you know, in this world, he said to his disciples in John 16, he goes, in this world, like, you're going to have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world. 
I want to get to the point, church, where we, we don't just sing and worship about light songs and read about light in the scriptures, but I want to get to a place where we really, we actually capture what he's saying. We consume what he's saying. Because this world, we need this word, you guys, on light more than we realize and more for the world around us. We need the light of heaven. We need the light that only Christ, God is light. Only thing he has, we need. Amen? Okay, so you guys all know God is light. He created it from the beginning. If, you've, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to open up to that first book. Go to the first page and first line. And it says, <clears throat> in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. So darkness was, it was the reality, you guys, from the beginning. And I think there's some purpose to that. Because without us having the realization of darkness, we actually don't appreciate or even acknowledge light, his light. And as soon as God actually, like from the beginning, when he does this, I think he did this purposely. Because it says in the word, God not only says, but he sees that it is good. So let's think about this. He sees that when he, when he, when he created the sun, he didn't just throw it up and was like, oh, that's a pretty sunrise. When you actually look up what sees meant in the scripture, this sees, it says, it actually means he considered, he pondered, he inspected. That means he was up close. He knows exactly what he created. He was in the details. He knew, he knew what this light, what this sun would do for our world. He knew. John 8 verse 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 1 John 1, 5-7 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Ephesians 5, 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. And then if you go a little further down to uh, verse 14, it says, This is why it said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. What my hope is, and I want, I want you guys to see a parallel here. I want you to understand the, what God is speaking from the beginning and just the parallel of just his physical light, the sun, and the sun that he sends into the world, and how that truly is our lifeline, how that truly is the only thing that brings life, the truly, the only thing that is going to cast out darkness. And I want us to get how that actually changes our lives. And back to Genesis, the first thing you guys, God does is, he counters darkness with light. So we see he permits it. Hear that. God permits darkness. Can you say that? God permits darkness. But we want to see and hear that he will counter it.
And now we know, we know the story. Jesus was sent into the world to, to take out darkness. He was sent. God knew. Remember, God pondered. He considered. He inspected. He knew what he was doing once he sent, sent Jesus into the world. So Jesus' mission was to bring the light into the world. And now we have that mission. We have the same mission, to bring the light to the ends of the earth. But the thing is, you know what I'm learning? And the thing I'm, I'm, I want to be real with you, wrestling with, the thing I'm hearing often in my, my living room, Aaron and I will have people over, or I'll sit down and have a coffee with someone, and I often hear this is the dialogue. Tara, I, I have this dream, and I want to do this, and I have this idea, like, but right now I'm, I'm working on all of this. I've, I've got some issues. Or Tara and Aaron, like, I see what you're doing, but like, like I want that, but I've got sin, and I can't get out of this. I hear, one day, one day I'll do it, one day. But here's the thing. I, you know what I say to them? I say, join the club. Me too. If, if you think I'm some spiritual guru, I fooled you. That's not good. I actually do have a mess. I have the baggage. I have the sin. I've got conflict. But instead of me focusing on me, I'm focusing on my author, my perfecter. Instead of me being inward, and being stuck and crippled, I'm stepping out. I'm breaking out and saying, no, I'm a child of God. And you know what's going to happen? By me being vulnerable, me saying, yeah, I've got a mess and being real, I'm bringing people with me. There's nothing more contagious than a vulnerable child of God who says, I'm weak, but so may I boast all the more in my weakness, for he will be made strong and he'll get all glory. That's beautiful. That's fragrance to the Lord. Open up your Bibles to Isaiah 60. And I want you to open it. I don't want you to, I want you to, I want to read this. I love this piece of scripture. You guys, you'll find here, this is a promise for God's people. And just before 60, at the end of chapter 59, God makes a covenant with his people. And this covenant, and God's covenant, that's a contract. But it's not like the contracts we got where we can break them. When God makes a contract, it's a promise that will be unbreakable. And he says at the end of Isaiah 59, he's like, he's like, my spirit, my word will never depart from you. And I want to read Isaiah 60 under that posture. Because that's for us. This isn't just for a season. We are God's people. His spirit and word will never leave us. So now let's read Isaiah 60 with that truth. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord, sorry, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See darkness, sorry, see darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. And so here, we read this picture. I, I want you guys to get this, but I, for me, I, I see this beautiful picture of what he calls the church to be. And what I picture, and if you would entertain me and trust me, can you close your eyes? I want you to close your eyes, and what I always picture is, I picture this proud mama. 
and she's got this big piece of land and she's got a huge farm and her and her family, she's looking out the porch onto this land and what she sees is this land that they've worked, this land and the harvest has just happened. So all the crops been pulled in and she looks out and she says, wow, my barns and my vats are overflowing. I have so much. And she looks further out and she sees people and it's dark out there, but she sees hungry, she sees tired, she sees lonely. And she, she, she gets their gaze, she, she, she gets eye contact with them and she says, come. She waves them over and she says, come, come. We have a table, we have a table, a chair for you at our table. Come and sit, we have food, we have plenty. Come, and you know what, you don't need to be a guest, we have a bed for you. Why don't you be a part of our family? And then I see this beautiful mama say, don't, you don't need to leave. Let us be the one who nourishes you. Let us be the one who actually speaks identity, where it's like, did you know that your Father in heaven has never left you, never forsaken you? Did you know that he made you in your mother's womb and he knows every hair on your head? Did you know that he's dreamt and planned and he has prosperous plans for you? Church, that is what we're called to. This is a great picture. When it says, um, in a, at the end of Isaiah 60, he says, uh, oh, it says, the wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. Guys, what that means is the spiritual blessing. What that means is spiritual blessing. And so even to this weekend, guys, I want you to hear, when, we, when we're the church, when we're healthy, we, we know who we are in Christ. We've got the identity. We've been made in his image. But that means we're bold in the spiritual blessing and gifting. And what that means is a very healthy, united church, big C church. And so I'm calling you guys to hear that this weekend, that you would never look at like other giftings and be like, oh, I want that, or I should be going after that. No, you would be you, and you'd be transformed into his likeness and allow his gifting to rise up because we are better together, and we will be that bright, unveiled, shining church to the world around us. And we will get to be a part of nourishment, get to be a part of justice, get to be a part of restoring and transforming lives. Amen? I love talking about that. Okay. One, uh, I want to go back to Jesus. Because I, I think we can read the Bible, and we, can, we have people who will say, oh, that's a history book. That's a good story, and let's be inspired by the story. But let me tell you some good news, and I want it to drop deep is Jesus came in, yes, with a mission to cast out darkness. Jesus came into the earth to remind and fulfill a covenant, a promise. But it doesn't end with Jesus. And Jesus said to his disciples, he said, guys, when he's telling them, he's like, guys, I got to go. I'm leaving. And they're like, what, master? No, please never leave me. Don't leave. Like, we're nothing without you. And Jesus says to them, no, you want me to go. Because when I leave, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. And you are not only going to do what I've done, but you're going to do everything I've done and more, greater things. And so church, I speak that over us, that we would never get stuck in the inspiring word of the history book, but we'd be inspired with the living and active prophetic word upon our lives and upon the church. Amen? Amen? Okay.
I'm going to stop there with the Jesus part. I want to go, I'm going to go vulnerable with you guys. This word on light, this, um, I would love to tell you that, you know, I've been praying for you and the Lord just gave me a special word for this weekend. But truly, this is my special word. This is the word that's been marinating in my heart for a very long time. Um, for I've experienced darkness, and I've experienced, I've, seen, I've experienced darkness in the past, but I'd say the last two and a half years have been the biggest wrestle for me. And I want to be real with you and say that I had, and just to give you some context, maybe I'll back it up, give you some context. Um, my last, Ethan, when I was pregnant with Ethan, some of you know I got really sick, um, and it was very scary for me, um, for my life. He was fine, but it was scary for me. And uh, all my pregnancies were difficult for different reasons, but his took the cake. And I think, just to be real with you, I think I thought, once he's born, I'm good. I'm better. Everything will be better. And he was born, and then what ended up happening is I got sick a lot. And I, everything from, like, I had many infections, and as soon as I would get better and off an antibiotic, I'd be back on one. And it felt like for the last two and a half years, I've just had such physical attack on my body. Everything from inflammatory things in my lungs to my back and neck seizing me, seizing me up and taking me out where I can't move for days to a random ear burst where I lost my hearing. Um, the doctors still don't know what's going on. Uh, to jaw problems, to stomach problems, to so many physical ailments. And I want to say, it literally, it, it got to the point where I was like, what is going on? Like, I, I can't get better. And, and all along, I'm a mom. I'm a mom full-time. I'm a wife. I have resurgence. I have ministry commitments. And I want to be a friend. I want to be a sister in Christ to people. But yet, I had such shame. I, I felt like a failure I felt completely weak. I felt fear. I had irrational fear like I've never experienced before. And what ended up happening is I had these waves of anxiety that I've never experienced before. And this anxiety would take me out. And I'm not talking for like an hour. <laughs> like take me out for days. And when you think about darkness, because I've talked to you about light, and we've read lots of scripture on light. Darkness... When you read about darkness, darkness is, it's turning from God. It's hiddenness. It's sin. It can be evil. It can be things that you didn't invite into your life, but we're facing it. So as much as I want you to hear me, like light, light is talked about throughout scripture, and it's purposeful, but so is darkness. And, and, and just a side note, please research light, because if we get a revelation of his light, like he, there's... I think 200 to 237 references on light, depending on the version. If we realize what he's trying to say, I believe, in the midst of darkness, if we capture and we actually consume what light can do in our lives, we will see the enemy flee. We will see darkness be countered. And for me, this season, you guys, was the darkest. And I had extreme guilt about it. I had many... For me, I remember, I'll give you some stories, but some nights I remember trying to put my babies to bed. And evenings are fun. Evenings are God time and devotional and worship. And I remember in the dark worshiping with my boys, crying, and being like, God, please don't hear, let them hear my cry or see the tears. 
I remember it got to the point where I literally would just schedule my day to, it was like scheduling it around my anxiety, where it became, let me cancel that play date. Let me shorten that meeting. Let me make that a FaceTime or a phone call meeting so they don't need to be around me. It got to the point where I would do some laundry, do some dinner, do some playtime because I do want to feel guilty. But I found myself running to my room. And I couldn't stop. But by God's beautiful mercy and grace, the church rises up and the church brings light. And what happened, my light story, is people noticed. Which, like in the beginning, I'm like, shame. People were like, hey, I'm noticing something. Where's your light? And it wasn't in, there was, no, there was no guilting, there was no expectation. I had brothers and sisters who said, how can I help your burden? I had friends come and sweep my floors. I had people just come, and I had a friend come lay in my bed and read scripture. My husband, he would wake up with me. There got to the point where I couldn't sleep in the evening, in the night. I would shoot up with a rational fear, and I would say, like I would say to him, I, Aaron, I, I don't feel God. I have unbelief like I've never felt. He's, I do not feel him. I remember waking up with, like a, it was the nightmare. It was the same story. The story was there was a man I could never see his face. But he always assigned these other men to come and get me and kill my family. And I'd wake up certain they're breaking into our windows. And so we went through a season where my husband would literally, he was the one who would counter all darkness with light. So he would speak over me and say, no, this is a home where the Lord dwells. No, Tara, I remind you of your encounters. I remind you of who you are. Tara, you are a woman of faith. You are a woman of fire. You may be feeling and seeing darkness, but this is going to be all for God's glory. And he kept countering it. And he would sing over me. And he sang the same song every night would be, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Because for all the things on earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his face and glory. And I clung to that, you guys. I clung to like be like, okay, it's things are gonna, this is gonna grow strangely dim. This season will go dim. And to be really practical with you, and if this is speaking to you, which I, I'm sensing in the room, I because you may not have darkness like anxiety, but we all got some darkness. Like, let's just really be real. And I want Holy Spirit to reveal, not me, but I think it's marinating right now. And what I want to say is, my, for me, my light, what that looked like was being vulnerable. My light looked like me really, really being unapologetic with my pursuit of God. It got to the point where I was like, I must, if I'm going after who I'm called, then I literally had to prioritize my life. And I had to get serious with my schedule. I had to give responsibilities over to some of my team and be like, help, I can't, I can't do this. And that's where family is. So I had to be really practical. So giving you some practical tools will be, you gotta be working on your character for your anointing to grow. And that means being a healthy saint. That means scheduling yourself. That means like getting rid of the noise. So if the noise is like, if that's, unhealthy family or friendships, if, that, if there's a toxic um, person in your life, get some boundaries. If you sense an insecurity in you rising up on Instagram, 
be like, you know what, I can't afford that. I'm called. I'm a child of God, and I've got, I've got things to do. So if you're, if you're stumbling in that, get rid of it. You, you guys, you are all equally unique and beautiful and called. And it's time we take that calling seriously. It's time we take the light of Christ seriously. And for me, you guys, you know what the biggest breakthrough for me was when I had the revelation of his light. And what I had to do is I had to look within and say, where are you? Where is the light? Because it's not always going to be emotional. You're not always going to feel or see him. So I had to fight for that. I had to wrestle through that. And the picture he gave me was a tea light. <laughs> and it was like this cheap, very weak tea light. And he, it's not because he was shaming me. But it, the point was, what he showed me is even the cheapest tea light, even the smallest light you can find, the smallest, tamest little fire, guess what he showed me? Darkness cannot take away light, but light can take away darkness. The other thing that helps always in these seasons is that I love the word of God. You know why? Because I want to be best friends with him. I want to be best friends with the greats because what I always remind myself and remind people when I talk to them in my living room is God, God chose the weak. He chose the, the, the weak, the short, the not anointed, not gifted ones. It's his pleasure to work through you. It's his pleasure. My daily wrestle, guys, keeping it real in this room, is I wrestle with being like, who am I to get up here and preach? I didn't grow up a Christian. I don't have a Bible college degree. I'm definitely not eloquent. But you know what? He's in me. He's in me. And I'm excited to preach his good news however it comes out. It's not about these words I'm speaking to you. Like, no matter what I say, it's truly your posture. It's whether your heart is ready to receive the download of heaven. I'm just here doing my job. Well, my, my honor. But I, but I want to tell you, if you are feeling in the season, if, if this is marinating in you, this word on light and darkness, if you are in a season of darkness, I, I want to encourage you, go to the word of God. Be inspired with the greats. One of my favorites is King David. He kind of, he's perfect because he, he goes over all the dark things hiddenness, sin, evil people coming to get him. He, he can get it all for us. And during this season, I, I read Psalm 139 a bazillion times. But there's a, there's a good gold nugget in here I'm going to share with you. Psalm 139 says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for the darkness is, is as light to you. 
For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. And then it like, I love David because he turns like a completely different direction. If you read on, he's like, slay the wicked. And I'm like, oh, David, I love you. Because like, let's be real, that's like all of our journals where I'm like lamenting, praising, back to lamenting, back to like anger. Like he's just so real. I love David. Um, But what I want to pull you back to is verse 11 and 12. He says, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for the darkness is light to you. What happens is in the midst of him writing this, he gets this revelation. He gets the revelation and he gets caught up with the glory of God where he's like, wait, you were there when it was all dark. You permitted it. You permitted it. Darkness is not even dark to you. He completely had everything shift in his head where he's like, wait a minute. I'm not afraid anymore. My season, whatever's happening, it's actually not a lens of darkness. Your light is in me. Your light will cast and counter all my darkness. He has this revelation drop into him. So church... He may be permitting a season of darkness for you. But I want to say don't settle into it. You don't need to identify with that. You don't need to. So if that's, yeah, this is, I've got a sickness. This is me. I identify with that. Or this is how I act. This is who I am. My mom and I, this is like, we just get angry. No, don't settle into that. You may be in a dark season, but maybe perhaps the Holy Spirit's permitting it to cast it out, to counter it with his light. And what we're going to do, I really felt this um, this morning, I, what, I've, what we've done is we've placed a little tea light under your chair. And we're going to get the lights, I want the lights as dark as they can go. And oh, worship team, thank you. We're going to get those tea lights out. And what I want to do is... I want you to hold that tea light in your hand. And if you don't have one, or if it doesn't work, let me know. I'm sure I can find you one. So what I want you to do now is I want you to not look at the worship band. I want you to not look around. I want you to look at the tea light. I want you to just completely look at the little fire, the little fake Amazon tea light light here. I found the cheapest tea light, guys. (laughs) I want you to, like, put your eyes on that and look at nothing else. 
going to grab one myself. And as I hold this tea light, and as I look at this light, I declare over this room that we were not going to settle and get comfortable with darkness. Holy Spirit, I thank you. I thank you that you were light. I thank you that you sent Jesus to once and for all cast out all darkness. And I thank you that you have left us this beautiful, beautiful counselor and comforter, the light you've left us with the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you. I praise your name. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come and you would drop in this place in a personal and unique, unique way for each heart and each mind. Holy Spirit, I pray that we would not just be good at knowing about you in our heads, but we would know you in our hearts. And so now I ask, as we look at this light, Father, I ask that no matter where we're at, we may be on top of the world, passionate on fire for you, or we may be at a season where we can't even find the fire. I'm asking, Holy Spirit, by your mercy and grace, for you to come and speak to our hearts. And where there's darkness of sin, I break off shame in Jesus' name. Where there's darkness where we've thought we could choose to be hidden forever, may the light of Christ come and cascade into us. Father, I pray that we don't need to go digging to find darkness. Your spirit does that, but it's in a spirit of gentleness, yet power. Can I have you all stand? You can continue holding your little light. God, thank you. I thank you right now. I thank you in advance for what you're marinating in hearts. I thank you that you're coming in and you're going in deep. I thank you that we will no longer be, will no longer be walking out old patterns and old self. But Father, you're a holy, you're a spirit of transformation that you're giving us, and you are doing a new thing in us. I thank you that you are completely making us in your image. I thank you that this weekend will mark us. I thank you that your spirit is coming and, and saying, darkness, go. It's time for you to go in Jesus' name. So where there's anxiety, where there's fogginess, where there's a place of confusion, where there's the nightmares, I speak to that darkness and I say, you must go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you are not welcome here. You must leave. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill those who have been tormented. You would fill those that have been tormented at night who can't sleep or turn their minds off. And I say may they experience the peace of heaven that will surpass all of their understanding this weekend. God, I pray that your spirit would break through in their hearts and their minds. And God, I pray for the ones with the physical pain, the physical things that they just accept would your hope arise to believe? God, I speak belief in this room and this weekend that we would fix our eyes on you and we'd believe for complete healing in our bodies. Holy Spirit, 
We welcome you to move in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Resurgence. For more information, go to liveresurgence.com.